What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, how you doing this Sunday, brother? Doing good, man. It's been a, been a good week. I, I felt like a little tired coming back from Kentucky, but got to watch some good football yesterday. I bought a 65-inch TV, so it's been nice to watch Ka-ching. football on. Hey, that's why you work. That's why you work. Let's be honest. We took a week off. We were both. You were coming home from uh, from Athens. I went on a week week long vacation to the happiest place on earth, aka Disney McDonald's. World. McDonald's. Yes, that too, man. Them twenty pieces. A bomb. A long night, a long drive home, and a twenty piece nugget with some honey mustard. Boy, be hitting, man. Uh, I want to start here. The Braves yes. are going to the World Series. First time since we were five. First time since we were five years old. And let's be honest, even at that age, we had no idea what was going on. Maybe your dad looked at you and said, hey, son, the Braves are going to the World Series. You're like, cool, give me that toy yeah, over there. that's about it. I mean, what you, what'd you what you think? It, it was a good series. Obviously, Eddie Rosario. Uh, I didn't watch the watch the post-game conference, but I'm assuming Eddie Rosario got he NLCS did. MVP. Yes, he he well-deserved, obviously, 100%. tied for the most hits in an NLC or a CS period. Um, and he had one less game than everybody else who he was tied with. So, incredible game. Obviously, hit the home run yesterday that uh, got the Braves over the hump. What a call by Brian uh, Snitker. Oh, yeah, easily. To and, bench the pitcher and pitch it. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Tyler Matzik, I think, was the next guy who was just incredible postseason. I think, if I read that right, I think he was 11-2 to strikeout to walk ratio in the postseason. Two years ago, the man was out of the league. Yeah. In 20, or 2017, I guess. The man was out of the league, and now he's going to pitch in the World Series. It's And it's honestly, incredible. was just incredibly dominant yesterday. Yeah. Massive win. I mean, it I is. can't even remember what we predicted at this point, but I feel like we had Braves. Did we have Braves in there? No, I think we had Dodgers. Which, I mean, let's not be honest, on paper, Dodgers were absolutely dominant right Especially there. halfway through the season. Oh, yeah, for if sure. If we'd have done sure. a freaking halfway season recap, holy cow. I mean, you look at the Braves, they lose that what you would call their ace. Oh, yeah. They lose the best player. Well, let's on, be honest, they never had him. Right, true. They lose the best player in baseball. Yeah, or not, Well, One of the best yes, players. Top one of the, three, yeah, I'd top say. three, 100%. They lose Marcelo Zuna. Yeah. And then, daggum it. At one point, they're 52 and 53. Yeah. I know, negative record. I know you had to have seen it yesterday. I think they did it yesterday. It was the Braves outfield comparison from the beginning of the season to the middle of the season to the playoffs. It was nine different players. Yeah, and, and the four that are now playing, especially with Solaire back now off COVID yeah. protocol, I mean, this is everybody they recouped at the trade deadline. Yeah, let's be honest, they're the reason you're you're in the World Series. Without them, you're not there. Alex Anthopoulos, you did a great job. Let's resign Freddie Freeman and let's 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 win a World Series. Need, let's need come to back and do it again. A couple players, yeah, a couple players for sure. But for Freddie, sure. Freddie mainly, I agree with that. There you go. All right, Braves Tuesday night, Braves yep. Astros eight oh eight Eastern time. It'll be fun to watch. We'll we'll definitely be. Uh, you want, if you want to come there. over and check it out on the new TV, well, we're, ta- we're talking about going to Deville. Are you? They are. That's the that's the word on the that's street. That's a late night trip. It is a late night trip. We'll see what happens there. I'm still thinking about it. All right, football. Let's just Woo. go game of the week right off the rip. Oregon, UCLA. Yep. Prime time. Everybody watching. Uh, you and I both picked UCLA. We did. Feeling very very confident about this game. Yeah. Let's be honest. On paper. You got an or well, not even on paper. You got an Oregon team that struggled to beat Arizona. Oh yeah. You got an Oregon team that's really struggled as of late. Yeah. A lot of injuries. C.J. Verdal, you know, obviously main uh, running back. They've gotten the boo treatment there for Anthony Anthony Brown. Yeah. He's been booed by his own fans, calling for the backup. He got the old Spencer Rattler treatment from the Oklahoma fans. Old Stetson Bennett treatment. He that's, even, that's Stetson true. Even reason we, to have we've it. seen a lot of that this season. Yeah. And daggummit, if Oregon doesn't come out and get the job done in the speckled yeah. egg uniforms, yeah. what do you think about speckled egg? Uh, I, they were interesting. I they mean, were different. I, yeah, I, I ain't gonna say I loved them. I didn't hate them. 
I think I would have liked it more if it, if they would have told me it was like the spray. You know, like the 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 you take the paintbrush and you just yeah, like the, the splatter yeah, splatter paint. I like it, that. Yeah, I, I like, like that better. more than eggshell. But yeah. what'd you see? What'd you think? I, I, to me, and granted, this game I think it was game of the week, but I, I think this lost a lot of luster after um, UCLA pegged two losses. I mean, first four game of the season, we thought this was going to be prime oh, yeah, time for the Pac-12, for right? For sure, for sure. But, I mean, then UCLA loses Fresno State. They lose Arizona State, and all of a sudden this game's not as big. But still, big game for Oregon. They're playing for playoff contention here. Only, still only um, one loss. Yeah, only one loss. But let's be honest, Anthony Brown, man, two picks. And obviously, through the one at the end of the game, it should have lost them a game. But, you know, UCLA starts driving. Dorian Thompson-Robinson leaves with, the, I think it was an arm injury, shoulder injury, something hey, yep, like that. Yeah, had to bring the backup, backup in. Backup in. Backup was, has a – Rifle. It I mean, really does. It can. It played really well. Man, you stare down that receiver from the snap on, and you, you lose the game there. But man, UCLA came out dominant, up fourteen early. Oregon fought back. UCLA played the played the last quarter better, but ultimately, Oregon hangs on to remain in the top ten at six and one. Thirty four, thirty one. And hey, yeah. and and let's uh, let's not back out of our statement. We both said Pac twelve was out. Yeah. Do you still stand by that? Yeah, at this moment I do. I think Oregon has a shot at one loss, top ten. I think they have a shot, but I, I, at this point I'd have to say they're out. I'm right there with you. I think that uh, I think right now the Pac-12 is still out, but the chances got a little better, oh, yeah. especially since as I look at who's in front of them. You, you, I mean, I feel like Oklahoma gonna lose. Yeah. Michigan or Michigan State is definitely gonna lose. Yeah. Somebody's gonna fall, and it'll help them out. I just don't think enough happens. To get them there. Oh yeah, I agree. But but definitely a greater shot this week than two weeks ago when we made that statement. But I still stand by. I just didn't yeah. want to didn't want to hype them up and then people be like, "But you said they were out." Well, yeah. I still say they're out. Well, I mean, obviously one team right in front of them fell this past this past week. They did. Nice segue. Take nice it away. Segue. Number seven, Penn State. Obviously, just. I mean, what we thought we should have won the game against Iowa in a big top four matchup, and 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 would have. I and still have stand by yeah, that. Yeah, they Clifford. were dumb. They were up seventeen to three yeah. before Sean Clifford got hurt. Absolutely, you but, don't normally you don't lose that football game if you keep Uncle Mo on your yeah. side. But a two and five Illinois now three and five rolls into Happy Valley. Massive win for Brett Billum on that program. Nine overtimes, just a low scoring. I don't know if you want to call it bad offense, defense, good defensive affair, but. Man, Sean Clifford comes back, 1934, 165 yards, one touchdown. Kane for Penn State, 11 carries, 43 yards. I think the biggest thing for Illinois is Chase Brown, the running back, 33 carries, 223 yards on the ground against Penn State, scored a touchdown. They could not stop Illinois' running back for nothing. Yeah. And you mentioned in the uh, the defense-offense debate, Brett McMurphy, and I'm going to paraphrase paraphrase the tweet here, which just freaking cracked me up good. He said, after 10 overtimes, Illinois and Penn State are going to remove the defense from the field. Both teams have a 50% chance of still not scoring. And that junk just cracked me up because it yep. really was. And then, um, so my I, I have not seen the injury, but Illinois starting quarterback in the I think it was the third overtime, mm-hmm. snaps his wrist bad. Oh. Like one of those they put a towel on to bring him out. They didn't want his mama to see right. it. And, and you know, it, they, I hear it looked really gruesome. Even though I was watching the game, they didn't show it on TV. Yeah. But you can find it on the internet if you go looking hard you enough, don't apparently. Go, don't go looking for it. Exactly. Probably don't do that. And the backup comes in, and daggum it, if he's not the one that – he looked shaky for about three overtimes. Yeah. And if you'd have told me that he would have three overtimes, I'd have said, no, he won't. Penn State will win it by then. But just – 
I mean, sometimes there's just a perfect storm. You know, Illinois played a good ball game. Penn State came out really sleepy at the noon kickoff. Yeah. We've seen it happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the home team. Noon kickoff versus a crappy team you're supposed to beat. Yeah. And they were probably looking ahead. They got a big game coming up this next week. Yeah. You know, they had a game coming up this next week that would have propelled them back into the playoff oh, picture sure. had they won it. For sure. And they are now completely out of the playoff yeah. picture. And I think, the you know, obviously, like we, we, we're going to mention it later anyway, but Michigan, Michigan State played this week, the Battle of the Undefeateds. The more you see losses like this, the more that kind of dissolves the Big Ten hopes of who can we get in here? Two teams, one team. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm going to be honest. I mean, we talked about two weeks. You know, I think the last time we were on this podcast, well, two SEC teams and two Big Ten, Big Ten teams is very possible. Yeah. I mean, very possible. And you you said it great. I think that is dissolving right before our eyes now with, a you know, with a another with an Iowa loss to Purdue. Now Penn State's completely out of it. Yeah. Michigan and Michigan State, one of those teams will lose. I think yeah. the loser of that game, uh, well – they all play each other. So, honestly, yeah. like, say Michigan State loses and then they run the table and Ohio, they beat Ohio State and all this yeah. stuff, and they win a Big Ten title, they'd probably still be in two. So, there's honestly all bets ahead, but Penn State with two losses, never been a two-loss team in, nope. you're out. Not yet. Yeah, I agree. So, let's move on to this one here. Uh, man, Speaking uh, of an Iowa team yeah, that's not in the Big Ten. I like Ten. it. <laughs> I was going to say Big 12 battle, battle here, but I like that too. There you go. Man, undefeated number eight Oklahoma State rolls into Iowa State – we talked about this game earlier. This game was scary, right? Because I told you yesterday. It was. Iowa State, unranked, was a seven-point favorite to an unbeaten Oklahoma State. It was. Vegas knows something. This this was one of those games where if you didn't do your home – listen, if you picked Oklahoma State in this game, could you have won? Obviously. Oh, yeah. But it was not the right pick. If you have an underdog team – Mm-hmm. playing a top 10 ranked team. Iowa State has not looked great this season. I mean, I think everybody can agree they have not looked like Iowa State that we thought they would look like at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They're a touchdown favorite against Oklahoma State. Vegas is screaming at you, oh, yeah. bruh, something's going on here. You should probably pick Iowa State. Me and you pretty confidently at 6-4 and four took Iowa State. Yeah. Made up some big points there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, man, let me tell you what. This was the battle – of the quarterbacks who have not lived up to the hype this season. For real. Spencer Sanders, Dragon, Brock Purdy, yep. and they really did. I kept watching the game. You know, uh, obviously I'm pulling for Iowa State here to get me some points. And I'm going, Spencer Sanders going to throw a couple picks here eventually. He going to screw the game up somehow. So, and he did and not. never did. Give him all the credit Absolutely. in the world. Great Spencer game. Sanders, 15 of 24, 225 yards, three touchdowns. Brock Purdy on the other side. 27 to 33, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, Iowa State wins by three points. I got to give the credit to Brees Hall here. I was going to say, the X factor was Brees Hall. Yeah, absolutely. 21 carries, 70 yards, a touchdown. I mean, they talked about before the game how, like, I was struggled on the running game, but man, Brees Hall. Absolutely came out and just and, and won this game and put him on his back essentially. Well, this is re- this really going into it is an offense versus defense game. Yeah. Iowa State, great defense. Uh, Oklahoma State. Pretty good offense. Right. And uh, going into it, I saw, you know, this one, I was glued to this one. The first quarter, they put up a stat that they gave up 76 rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State gave up 76 rushing yards. That's the most in a first quarter all season. So, Oklahoma State was kind of changing the narrative there going in. They were saying, yeah. no, nah, we're here to play. We mentioned it. Spencer Sanders doesn't have a single turnover, which is something I don't think he's done in, in his whole career. 
at Oklahoma State. He always yeah. is good for two or three interceptions a game. <laughs> and honestly, I think, like you mentioned, the X factor was Brees Hall, especially in that fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. That's when the running touchdown came. He broke a couple 15-yard runs. It really just continued to put pressure on an Oklahoma State defense that isn't that great, and they get the upset win. They don't cover. Yeah. So if you took if you took them at minus seven, ooh, but they get the outright win, twenty four twenty one, and another top ten, and also one of those undefeated teams yeah. would fall. Not in the top ten, but let's talk about some mighty falling right here, right? It really is. It's, it it's it been is. a it's been a sad year if you're a fan of the Clemson Tigers. It really has. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll take this one. So Clemson Pitt. Pitt uh, has looked incredible. They I mean, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, if you haven't been watching, definitely dark horse Heisman contender. Now probably with a win versus Clemson in primetime puts his name even higher on that list. Oh, yeah. Be interesting to see when the odds makers come out. Uh, they normally come out like Sunday, Monday. Uh, we'll see where Kenny Pickett's name is on that list. Uh, listen, Clemson jumps up 7 nothing early. Yeah. DJ struggles heavily. I think he heavily. was something for like eleven for twenty three. They end up pulling him for the backup, who I who I didn't think it was possible. But I think his last name is harder Bo- to pronounce. Bomachan, I think. Yeah, it's I, if, yeah. if you're right, Lord bless you, because I don't know it. Uh, we actually had this game muted because we had a bigger game on the bigger television. But uh, but Pitt, Kenny Pickett took the lead, never looked back. They get yeah. the win, twenty seven seventeen. I think DJ played a little bit better, but let's just be honest, Clemson has no run game. They can't protect DJ. Yep. DJ's – I've got to say this. He's not that good. He's, he, he's yeah. just not that good right now. That's not to say that he will not be a generational quarterback. I mean, he's a he's a young kid. He's got a lot of learning to do. I was I was very surprised at Pitt's offense, though. Yeah, I mean, Clemson still has what I would call a top five, top ten defense. Yeah. Probably top ten more than top five. And Pitt really came out, struggled yep. early. I mean, yeah. and I say struggle with with air quotes there. I wouldn't say struggle, but struggled to score early. They were getting down to like the 40, 30-yard line, and then they'd, you know, they'd take a sack or something and have to punt it away. But it's it was kind of bend but don't break, and then they just turned – Kenny Pickett turned the gas on. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go here before I go get off on what I'm going to say about Clemson. But Kenny Pickett, first of all, 25-39, 302 yards, two touchdowns. The first downs he ran to get in the game to ice Clemson – Absolutely phenomenal. All heart. The kid All played heart. with grit. Not to mention they were playing without their starting running back and wide receiver after about the first half because both of them had, yep. went under concussion protocol. But, man, Clemson, this is the most, I think, undisciplined I've seen Clemson in years. The fault years, starts penalty. The I mean, fault starts. awful. And let's be honest, when DJ is throwing on the money because his, his balls are off, they're getting drops. Will Shipley had a wide-open touchdown in the middle of the field. Oh, my gosh. I literally texted hands. you about it. It, it was brutal. Just dropped it. There was a couple more drops. Not to mention Clemson, toward the end, got a stop, which would have, could have gave them an opportunity to win the game. Defensive player just takes his helmet off in the middle of the field. They get a flag. Pitt First down resets Pitt. the downs for Pitt. I mean, it's insane. I never thought I'd see Clemson like this, but it just seems like the team's just not there. I mean, they bought out. I don't know what you want to call it. And that—that that is the question. What's going on behind closed? Are the, are they simply not that good, or is something going on we don't know about? We're not going to speculate on that. We're going to talk about what we can see on the field, and the on-the-field product is not very good. It's not. But I will say this, too. We are so used to teams – with quick turnarounds and yeah. getting these great recruiting classes and just expecting it to fall into place. The same thing has happened to LSU. Yes, you have a top five recruiting class, 
but it you've got to find the product on the field. You have to establish and grow these kids and create. I mean, uh, we've how many times have we seen five stars not be good? Oh, I agree. How many yeah. times have you seen incredible players go to the NFL and just not translate? Yeah. No, I agree. You have to coach these guys. You have to teach them the game. You have to get them game ready. And that's not always a snap of a finger. Yes, I, we are used to the Alabamas of the world just putting oh, yeah. a new number and a new name on the back of a jersey and going out and dominating. You're even seeing them have a down year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I know we're used to it, and let's be honest, does this shock us to see Clemson now with uh, three losses, correct? Yeah, three. Three losses, of course it does. Never in a million years would I have thought that was going to happen. But that is football. Any it given is. team, any given Saturday, man. I don't I don't know. I mean, we talk about LSU, right? LSU is a clear buyout from that program. We know what's going on with Coach O. We've heard everything in the offseason. Like, I think Coach O just lost that team. I'm going to be honest. Very possible. I don't know what Clemson – Dabo Swinney's a great head coach. Oh, there's no doubt. I, I completely don't, agree. I don't know what the issue is. I, I feel like it has to be something internal. But, man, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they do in the next year or two to see what happens with this program turning around. I agree. I agree. Speaking of that Alabama team you just mentioned, the old cigar game. Yeah. Uh, I, and, uh, one of my coworkers' uh, husband was going, I said, well, does he have his cigar? Because he's probably going to need it. Yeah. And then this ended up being a little closer than I thought. It did. Final score is 52-24, yep. but don't let that fool you. This was a fourth-quarter game. Bama puts up 28 points in the fourth. Kind of, I mean, at that point, Tennessee's will had kind of been broken. Yeah. Tennessee had every opportunity in this ball game they to did. play well. And let's be honest, Hendon Hooker and that Tennessee offense, who Tennessee's had a rough schedule, but they right. have played very well. Yeah. They're, I, I kind of associate them a lot like they're they're the Auburn of the East, if yeah. you will. Auburn has had a tough schedule, but they've played really well above expectations. I mean, Hendon Hooker tore that defense of Alabama up. Yeah. That defense of Alabama, I mean, it's just – and this is tough to say. Take this with a grain of salt. Alabama is clearly a top two, top three team this year. I agree. Standing head and shoulders above other teams. Yeah. But we're comparing them to Georgia. You oh, yeah. have to. Georgia is the measuring stick. And inherently, whether it's fair or not, you compare them to Alabama teams of the past. Yeah. Alabama last year would absolutely slobber knock Alabama this year. Yeah, it I would be agree. like a – I mean, it would be horrible. You wouldn't want yeah. to watch that football game. It wouldn't be a second-half game. Alabama – Although still impressive, you put up 52 points, you get the job oh, yeah. done, you still see drops on the offense. Yeah. You see, let's be honest, if Tennessee's defense was any better, Bryce Young would have been beat to heck in this football game. Yeah. Bryce Young did a lot with his feet that he would not be able to do against the defense. I don't know, let's say one that wears red and black with a G on their helmet. Yeah. What'd you see? I mean, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, Alabama, Alabama's, the players I have on offense – elite caliber players still I, I think they have a few issues on offense but for the most part their offense is still top tier um Bryce Young top tier quarterback Robinson top tier running back their defense just has so many holes I think their defense above average maybe I mean you got Will Anderson who's a first round draft pick by far great game out of Will Anderson yeah, last mean, week we didn't get to talk about it last week against Mississippi State and then this week Will Anderson is a terror oh yeah he, he's he's incredible but they're they're I mean Tennessee, especially the first part of this game, threw the ball at will. I mean, they just kept pounding Alabama with a deep ball. Bro, you saw I mean, multiple – I don't even know. You can't call it blown coverages. Bro, Tennessee's receivers were just hitting a one-move and yeah. then deep cut, and Hendon Hooker would put it in the daggum wash bucket, and that's seven. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, this came down to Tennessee's inability to run the ball, which i got to be honest with you, if you're Tennessee, I don't know why you kept trying to run the ball at some point. I mean, just keep passing, but – 
You know, Very true. To beat good teams, essentially, you do have to get a good run game going. Tennessee couldn't do that. I mean, their top running back only got 30 yards on the ground. I mean, it's, Imagine, if you will, this Tennessee team without all of those people leaving in the transfer portal. Oh, I know. It's incredible. I mean, one of Alabama's best linebackers was wearing orange last year. Yeah. Henry Toa Toa. Yep. I mean, this is – I mean, seriously. This Tennessee – like, yes, we're Georgia fans. I understand it's kind of – even just, I think, for college football in general, it's fun to crap on Tennessee. I don't know why. That's just kind of what it is. That's yep. the narrative, right? No, bro. Tennessee is playing really good football. They are. They're playing some – I mean – you got to call a spade a spade. They, I mean, yeah, they played Florida and whatnot. But, I mean, for what they have, Josh Heupel's first year, this ain't his recruiting class. Yeah. They are yeah. playing really good football, and you got to give it to them. But, for me, takeaways are this. Alabama looks good. They still are getting the job done. They're, they played a, a, a rival in Tennessee, even though right. Tennessee I don't think has won since like the 2000s, the early 2000s. But they go in, they get the job done. I mean, it's at home. I mean, you see a lot of mistakes on the Alabama side. You see fans' reactions in the stands. Yeah. You see Nick Saban's reactions on the sidelines. This isn't the Alabama that you know. This does not mean Alabama does not win a national title. Again, oh, yeah. remain calm. I, if, if you told me Alabama wins a natty, I'd say, of course they do. That's what they do. Nick Saban will right the ship. They'll be fine. But as of right now... Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee's impressive. I know they lost, but yeah. they impressed me a lot. Uh, moving forward, it'll be exciting to see what they do. And then Alabama, again, once again, SEC East opponent. You go in, you get the job done, you beat them by two scores. Hats off to you, well done. Look forward to next week. Yeah, absolutely. So, Daggum. Now it is time for your favorite part in ours. Again, don't know if it's your favorite part, but it is ours. Quick hits, a two-minute drill. If you don't know what this is, let me let you know real quick. Jordan and I will go back and forth tennis racket style here, recapping about 10 or 12 games here that we didn't necessarily want to do a deep dive into, but we still wanted to let you know what happened on Saturday. Jordan, if you will, brother, will you start us off? All right, let's start right here. This trend's been going around college football a lot lately. A team jumping up quick in the first quarter and absolutely losing it in the back three quarters. Number 14, undefeated Coastal Carolina upset. University. Rolls in App State. App State just knows how to upset ranked teams for some reason. But anyway, Grayson McCall for Coastal Carolina, 15-23, 291 yards. One touchdown was not enough to cap, uh, cap a win with Appalachian State. Appalachian State takes the dub here at home, 30-27. to Jumping over to number two, Cincinnati got quite a scare here from the one and six Navy midshipman. Desmond Ritter, kind of a so-so game here, 18 for 30, 176, two touchdowns and an interception. The noon kickoff kind of got him, and so did that running game from Navy. That's not great for Cincinnati if you're trying to make a playoff berth. You almost beat one and six teams, and you can all say you almost lost to a one and six team. Playoff committee's watching. Better tighten the ship up. Speaking of one and sixteen, one and sixteen. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I don't know when you're going to slip up, but it's coming. I have a feeling. Oklahoma rolls into unranked one win. Kansas takes the dub, thirty-five to twenty-three. Barely. Caleb Williams gets a start here, fifteen to twenty, one hundred and seventy-eight yards, two touchdowns, one interception. His mama did not teach him how to share. Snatches the ball from his running back to get a very crucial first down. Oklahoma skids away with the dub. You got to wonder what they're going to be doing because they're needing the quarterback to play uh, kind of consistent here. Ohio State number five rolls into Indiana on their home turf and absolutely mollywops them. 
Ohio State 54-7. C.J. Stroud with another great performance, 21-28, 266, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Ohio State has quietly become one of the most dominant offenses in the nation and possibly a top three team. We'll find that out a little bit later. Unranked Northwestern rolls into unbeaten Michigan here. Uh, Michigan takes the win 33-7. Cade McNamara, 20-27, 129 yards. Corum for Michigan on the ground, 19 carries, 119 yards. Two touchdowns. Michigan and Michigan State face off this weekend, and one of these unbeaten teams will take that streak out. On the heels of an announcement of a coaching change coming at the end of the year, an SEC West matchup, LSU versus number 12, Ole Miss. Matt Corral, question if he was going to play. It's a competitive game. Of course that man's going to play. Has a pretty serviceable game, but rushing-wise, Snoop Connor, 14 carries, 117 yards. Misses, Ole Miss gets the win, 31-17, and I don't think Coach O cared too much. He did not, absolutely, on the sideline. He was very just kind of there. Uh, USC, unranked, rolls into number 13, Notre Dame. Have one loss from Cincinnati here. But, man, they take the dub here to, to keep that one loss. 31-16, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. 25 carries, 138 yards, two touchdowns. Notre Dame is still searching for the playoff spot. Speaking of unbeaten teams, Wake Forest, one of the last remaining nine unbeaten teams, goes against Army. Four and three. Army's quietly had a pretty good season. Wake Forest Puts up 70 on them with Army scoring 56. If you had the over, cha-ching, you made your money. I mean, 126 points is pretty unheard of. Hartman with an incredible game, 23-29, 458 yards and five touchdowns. If you like yards, if you like offense, if you hate defense, this was the game you should have been tuned into. (laughs) Um, One loss, number 18, NC State, rolls into unranked four-loss Miami here, NC State, on the hunt for that ACC title game, maybe not anymore here. Miami breaks out the win 31-30 to 30 off the arm of Tyler Van Dyke, who's getting a start here for the injured De'Eric King. 25 of 33, 325 yards and four touchdowns. Is the U back? Probably not, but NC State may be out. Definitely a big win for that program. And rounding out the day, Texas A&M, number 17, playing South Carolina. A little SEC East versus West matchup here. They get the win 44-14. Zout Calzada continues to be a serviceable quarterback. 12 for 24, 187, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. But them coming off of that big Alabama win and continuing to win, beating Missouri, now beating South Carolina, you're handling business. I know you're 6-2 and two and your playoff dreams are probably not there. But a New Year's Six Bowl bid? Possibly. We'll wait and see. And that'll do it for quick hits, a two-minute offense. If we did not get to your team, maybe we'll get to them next week. Maybe not. You'll have to stick around and see. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You're doing good in there. Daggum. Couple stutters, but you know it happens. It happens. You know, daggum it. All right, brother. An AP poll has been released, and you would think the world is on fire. Yeah. People are very unhappy with the way that this uh, AP poll has turned out. Let me get it pulled up here. Have you looked at it yet? Yeah, I have. We'll go ahead. You want me to do the top ten real quick for you? Let's hear it. Starting one, Georgia coming off a of bye week. That's pretty obvious. Cincinnati still at number two after a close win over Navy. Alabama moves up to number three, one spot. Swaps with Oklahoma at number four. Ohio State at number five. Michigan at number six. 
Oregon moves up three spots. Number seven, Michigan State at number eight moves up a spot. Iowa moves up two spots, number nine, and Ole Miss moves up two spots to round out the top ten. All right, let's just get right into why America is upset. The Crimson Tide, with a loss, have jumped Oklahoma, who is undefeated. Who's also looked very bad. I was fitting to say, America, I get it. Alabama is a dynasty. You don't like to see them win. You feel like they're getting preferential. No. Oklahoma is not good. No. Oklahoma has survived awful teams. Tulane. Barely Kansas. beat Tulane. They barely beat Kansas. They are going to slip up somewhere, I think. Probably. I mean, who knows? Maybe they just beat everybody by one point and go all the way to the natty. Alabama, I know they lost to, to Texas A&M. I get it. Texas A&M was unranked. Well, they're not anymore. They're literally in the top 15 now, I believe. They are better in every facet of the game of college football than Oklahoma. Oklahoma don't even know who their quarterback is. I'm sorry. I I, I understand your, your upset, your disdain. You feel like the AP poll is wronging you. I get it. Alabama's better than Oklahoma. Rank them higher. What you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Alabama right now is a little dominant. I mean, you lost a night game at Kyle Field. Barely. I mean, like, it's it's bound to happen. Teams do it. Exactly. Alabama still look dominant over everybody else. Alabama deserves to be in the top four. I'm sorry, Oklahoma fans. There's another team that should be ahead of you right now. I won't point it out just yet, but it's coming in our playoff six. You do not deserve to be the number three team in the country. They also start with a no? They do also start <laughs> with a no. Yes, they do. And speaking of which, Cincinnati – you're going to be next if you keep playing subpar football. Yeah, I agree. And, and I say this, you've played one week of subpar football. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You're still absolutely impressive. That Notre Dame win continues to look greater and greater. Notre Dame with a big win over uh, USC this weekend. Yeah. I don't even think we covered that one. That was a big win. Well done, Jack Cohn and the Golden Domers. But, Cincinnati, you need to make sure you are tightening up the hatches there because the playoff committee is watching. The rankings come out after next week, the yeah. uh, first college yeah. football rankings. It will be very interesting yeah. to see what happens there. Any Anything else jump out to you? in the Two, two words for Cincinnati, rat poison. You're number two. Your fans are probably sitting there like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now because you've never been number two. Ever. And you, you can't let that get to you, though. You have to keep playing everybody like you're number 25 trying to get one. I think Ole Miss at 10 is pretty interesting because, you know, we've oh, talked yeah. about if if somehow Alabama takes another loss. Yeah. They're next man up. I mean, even that. I mean, you one lost Alabama. I mean, you're sitting there pretty, even if you don't have to play in the SEC championship. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what, I agree. I, this, yeah. I mean, that's very true. We have seen that happen before. But uh, let's see here. Uh, UTSA comes in at 23, still unranked. Uh, the Chanticleers fall to 24. San Diego State, uh, 21. There you go. Iowa State jumps into the rankings after a pretty big win there at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State falls to 15. And aforementioned, Texas A&M, number 14 there. Yeah. After a couple losses and, a, and and probably what you would have to refer to as the best win in college football. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Wake Forest undefeated at 13. And then uh, six and eight, the both Michigans that will play this week, yeah. where we assume game day is going. For some reason, that hadn't been announced yet, which is very strange. Some um, people like surprises. Imagine they go to Georgia, Florida. Florida's four and three. There's no way. If y'all do, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that. I'm a the Georgia world, fan. The world would burn. And no, please do not go there. You do not need to. Speaking yep. of playoff six, 
every week now after we've seen a, a great deal of football. We're through eight weeks of football, and like uh, like I just mentioned, the first playoff committee rankings will come out after this Saturday. Yeah. So Jordan and I are going to run through our playoff six. We'll kind of go back and forth here as well. We will uh, start off at uh, six and five, which will be our first two out. Jordan, would you like yeah. to start? Sure. Uh, so I'm going I'm to go ahead and bring this up. Michigan, you're uh, you're going to be number seven for me, but really, yes. Whoa. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm my number six seems going to blow people's minds, but anyway, beat Michigan State this week. I think I'm putting you in there, but Michigan, as of right now, does not have a top ten win on their schedule yet. True. That will change. They don't have a ranked win on their schedule yet. That will change. People are going to give me crap for this one, but I think it needs to be talked about here. Kentucky Wildcats. Really? They have a number 10, a top 10 win on their schedule against Florida. They do. They've played pretty phenomenally, especially for what Kentucky is. Their only loss of the season so far, coming off a bye week, is to the number one team in the country by 17 points, which is a little bit better. On the road, too. On the the road, road. which is a little bit better of a loss than what Ole Miss has against Alabama. They lost by 24, I believe, 22, 21, somewhere around there. Also on the road. Also on the road. I think Kentucky is you're, – you're going to find out what Kentucky's made of these next two weeks on the road against Mississippi State, against Tennessee at home. But as of right now, I think Kentucky's sitting very pretty in a spot where they could go 11-1 and in the regular season, not have to play an SEC championship. And depending on what happens, depending on where they get ranked in the coming up college football playoff rankings, I think they may have a shot if people lose ahead of them. Possibly. That's a far fetch. Because I think if Ole Miss, you, you mentioned Ole Miss in the conversation, I think if Ole Miss and Kentucky play, I'm picking Ole Miss. And I think I Ole Miss would be the favorite. So if I was going to go that route, I probably would go Ole but Miss. But I think just because Alabama has that loss, that also dissolves Ole Miss's loss a little bit too. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, My number six is going to be, you mentioned them, it's got to be Michigan. Yes, they have kind of fumbled around. They've kind of slept walk. They are very much like Oklahoma. I feel like somebody will beat them. But as of now, in terms of do I think they're in, they're undefeated. They've handled business up to this point. They'll get their chance in prime time. You know, Fox College Football Live, you know, big noon kickoff, whatever it is that they're playing date and time against Michigan State. And uh, and that'll be a massive that'll be a massive win if they can collect it. Uh, we'll see. We're going to pick that game later on in this program. But at this point, number six, Michigan, will be, uh, will be my first – well, my second one out. My first team out, I'm going to go Oklahoma. Uh, they're in the same category as Michigan. At least Michigan knows that uh, Cade McNamara is their is their quarterback. Yeah. There, uh, I honestly don't know what Oklahoma's going to end up doing at quarterback. They've got they've got kind of the meat of their schedule coming up. Yeah. Baylor, Oklahoma State in the next couple in the next couple of weeks, so they better get ready. Oklahoma, although they have not looked impressive, they are winning and they look more impressive than people in like seven, eight, nine, so forth and so on. Yeah. So my number five team will be Oklahoma. Copy and paste, Oklahoma. I mean, they're 8-0. They've handled business, right? They've won. I think that says something about the program. I think they deserve a little credit there. But you shouldn't be barely skidding by Kansas and Tulane and some of these other schools you barely skidded by. I think Oklahoma's got a lot to figure out, specifically at the quarterback position. I think you've got to figure out who's going to give you the most consistent play here and roll with them. But I think Oklahoma has all their goals ahead of them. You just can't slip up. I really, really think a one-loss Oklahoma may not get in. I fully believe they'll slip up. So, I really do. It's like 
it's like every week, man, how many lives do you have? Yeah, I agree completely. I'll go first for my number four. This might surprise some people. I don't care. For me, it's Cincinnati. I know they're undefeated, and and Spencer Rattler's having a great season, and they beat Notre Dame uh, in front of Touchdown Jesus. I love that. That is very impressive to me. This week, for them to make it, being an FCS team, playing FCS opponents, you have to dominate everybody you play. You can't, as the number two team in the country, go play a one and six team with it. It wasn't like it was flooding rain, you know, nobody was out, nobody was hurt. It was just a straight up classic game versus a one and six Navy who's not good at football this year, and you almost lost. Mm-hmm. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. You got the win, 27 20. Well done. You got to keep doing that. You've got to blow these teams out. We literally have two, let's see, who do we, who do we have? Uh, Michigan and Oklahoma, both undefeated behind you. you, And they're going to have more impressive wins. A, a Michigan State win looks better than a Notre Dame win. Yeah. You have to dominate these teams. You've got to blow them out. For that reason, I've got Cincinnati at four. Copy and paste again. I'm going to put Cincinnati at four. Same reason. I, I think, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not on the boat yet. Navy, the Navy game may come back to haunt you. It made a hundred percent. That that could be something that the yeah. committee looks at at the end of the year, and they say, "Yes, so and so has one loss." I'm just going to use this as a debate. Yeah. Yes, Ohio State has one loss, but it was to a really good Oregon team, and they lost by seven. Yeah, and it was early, very early. Yeah, and they've dominated everybody since. Yeah, that ain't going to look good. So I mean, for that, it, it's rough. I mean, you were a 28 point favorite. You should have won at least by three touch or three touchdowns, in my opinion. But you have a lot moving forward to be able to dominate these other teams. You play a top 25 ranked as of right now, SMU. So you never know. You might If you blow that game out, hey, it might be good for you. But, yeah, number four, Cincinnati for me. I'll go ahead and get my number three, Alabama. I'm going with Alabama at three. Alabama's continued to look impressive. I mean, they look great. I just the defense worries me a little bit, and obviously you're just coming off that Texas A&M loss, so I think you you deserve to be a little bit further down than two. I mean, I still think you're probably a top two team playing wise, but just with what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, I'm butchering number three, but Alabama still all their goals ahead of them easily. I thought mine would be a surprise, but I'm in the same boat. Listen, resumes for me are the same. I think maybe Alabama has more impressive of. One win, maybe, but I test right now. Your 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 schedules, your resumes are the same. One loss. I'm talking to you and Ohio State, and one team looks more impressive. That's Ohio State. Ohio State looks incredible. If I'm Georgia and there's one team I don't want to play right now, even though my defense is phenomenal, even though I'd be the favorite, and even though I would expect them to win, it's Ohio State. Right. Number three, Alabama. Like you said, I love it. All goals are still ahead. You can still win a natty. It's okay. This is not Alabama slander. This is just, this is the facts. This is what I see. Number two is Ohio State. Ohio State has one loss to Oregon, who honestly, that loss is looking better and better. Oregon's handling business. They just beat a pretty darn good UCLA team. Oh, so, and they did it on the road. They played They played in UCLA. Yeah, they played in the Rose, yeah. Bowl. Rose Bowl. So, yes, phenomenal job, Ohio State. You look incredible. Early on, C.J. Stroud was shaky. He ain't no more. That man has got to be pretty darn close to front-runner Heisman for me. He's definitely in the top three to five players in terms of Heisman race. They're playing great defense. They'll have a couple tests. They got Penn State this weekend who's got a good defense, even though I know they failed at Illinois. I understand that. 
But for me, the number two team in the country is Ohio State. Absolutely. Ohio State right now is booming. C.J. Stroud right now is booming, really putting his name in that Heisman race. I mean, number. I don't think we have a whole lot to talk about with number one. It's Georgia. Still Georgia. It's dogs. They're on a bye week. So, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to dissect here. Defense looks great. Offense not as good as defense, but still playing consistently well. I mean, yeah, it's Georgia number one. Completely agree. I, I, oh, I thought about throwing uh, Iowa State in there after a big win. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'm going to go dogs. You yeah. know, after a lot, I slept on it. So, <clears throat> let's go dogs. All right. Time for some pick So, let's just let's it. just recap our uh, playoff six. For me, number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Cincinnati. Number five, Oklahoma. Number six, Michigan. How about yours? We're the same except for six. That's I put, right. I put Kentucky. Kentucky at number six. But, yeah, one through five, same for me as Connor. There you go. And it'll be, like I said, first playoff rankings come out next weekend. It will be very interesting to see where everything falls. I, yep. I think the most interesting thing for me is two things, and we covered both of them. Where does the – assuming the records are the same, mm-hmm. no team in our top – Four loses. Where do they put Ohio State right. versus Alabama, and where do they put Cincinnati versus Ohio State and Alabama? Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, agree. I expect Ohio State and and Alabama to be ahead of un, of uh, undefeated Oklahoma. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I agree. I know that's crazy, but you know, resumes aren't everything. Records aren't everything. You're barely beating one in six, Kansas. Yeah, you know, I got to throw you out of there. All right, week nine. Pickums, pretty good slate of games. I know a lot of people said week eight wasn't the best slate, and let's be honest, it wasn't. Still turned out to be chaotic. Yeah. Still some big upsets. This week probably promises even more chaos and definitely delivers a better slate of games. Uh, where you want to start? Let's start here. SEC uh, East versus West matchup number twelve, Kentucky goes on the road to Mississippi State. So more cowbell, even though I'm pretty sure the cowbell's outlawed. It's like a rattler in there, and the spread is zero. So we want yeah, to, so we want a straight up we, we want a straight up winner and you can't pick against the spread here because there's not one. Who are you taking? <laughs> this I, I mean I'm high on Kentucky. I, I'll put it I'll put it right there. But we talk about Vegas all the time. The fact that Vegas has this one as a dead even is scary to me because Mississippi State obviously is just is, is an unranked, but they're at home, an unranked team at home who you don't favor the the ranked team. It scares me. I completely agree. But I, I'm going to go with Kentucky here. Kentucky's defense has looked great. You kind of have to. You have them yeah. in your playoffs. Oh, I do, I do. You better ride with the horse you brought, brother. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I would go with them 100 times off 100 times if this if this dadgum spread was different. But, anyway, I mean, Kentucky here, their defense has looked great. I think that will counter very well against Mississippi State. Offense, you kind of got to wonder what you're going to get here. If you get the LSU offense they played, I think they're going to run away with this one. Georgia, they played good good screen offense. It's just not a good all-around offense. But, I mean, I think Kentucky's got a good shot to win this game. I'm going to go with Kentucky on the road. I'm with you. If the, if the offense that has been on the field the past couple of games shows up, this should not be a competitive ball game. I know it's a tough road environment, Mississippi State, so forth, so on. Will Rogers has had a really good season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've looked good. They just got a big win. Uh, if you hadn't seen old coaches' uh, a conversation about Halloween candy after the Mississippi State win, you probably need to go check that out. It's pretty funny. Give me Kentucky. Uh, if I had to throw a spread on it, I'll take seven. Comfortably I like seven. I like that. Uh, this is so random. Let's go ahead and do it. I never thought we'd be – if you told me two weeks ago we'd be picking this game, I'd tell you you're a liar. 
Virginia rolling into Dadgum number twenty-five BYU. Both teams six and two here. And Virginia quietly having a very good it season. Is, is weird. I didn't even know. It is so. Give them the stat on the QB, brother. Okay, yeah, I this, know is, you got this it. is crazy to me. And I until we looked at this game, I didn't even know this. Brennan Armstrong for Dadgum Virginia. Okay. This dude is 239 of 372, 3,220 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Why has nobody been talking about this kid? That is some numbers. It is. Bro, that's phenomenal. It's insane. For Virginia. Virginia. Is it like he's at Alabama doing this yeah. or, or somewhere with a higher-powered offense? This man's balling. It's crazy. I don't know why we haven't been talking about this, but anyway, that's there. So, BYU. The playing, home team favorite. The home team two-and-a-half-point two. favorite. Oh, just two-and-a-hook? Yeah, two-and-a-hook. That's 10-15 game, which could affect Virginia. It's going to be late for them. That is a late game for Virginia, yep, because playing played in Provo, yeah, Utah. So. I'll go ahead and pick this one. I'm going I'm going Virginia. I'm right there with I you. I mean, give me the quarterback here. I mean, BYU's been on a little downhill slant for Coming a Coming off two here. consecutive losses, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So two and a half points to me. If if I'm if I'm BYU, that scares me because I feel like I should be more of a favorite. Listen, so. uh BYU who looked really good early has stumbled as of late. That is a tough place to play, especially in nighttime environment. Yeah. We've seen it. Like that Arizona State game when BYU beat them was nuts. Uh, it will be a decent test, but I don't understand why Virginia's not the favorite here. Yeah. Honestly, could be a little scary. Maybe Vegas is telling me I need to pay attention to something. But this is one of the times where, man, the facts that I can read and the numbers that I can put my hands on, they point to a strong arming to give me Armstrong yeah. and oh, the well, Virginia like Cavaliers. Nice. Come on now, boy, let me tell you. Nice. All right, so we're even there as well, Virginia. All right, let's go here. Man, this probably would have been game of the week if Penn State hadn't lost, because I think this would have been the better game. Penn State got caught looking early, so let's go ahead and cover it. Uh, Penn State goes to Ohio State. Ohio State is a 16-and-a-hook point favorite. 16-and-a-half. They're the home team. Yeah. I can't think of any reason not to pick Ohio State. I mean, obviously they're my number two team in the. Or, yeah, they're my number two team in the country. Ohio State and C.J. Stroud looks great, and I think you are going to see them get a statement win here. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to come out. I think they cover. I think they blow the doors off of Penn State in Ohio State. The shoe will be rocking, man. I know I just put them in as my number three, but no or number shot two. But, pick a pin, say, get nah, out of here, bro. It's Ohio State. I mean, it is seventeen. Give me twenty-eight. I guess I don't know. Give me an over. I think Ohio State beats the brakes off of them. Penn State has to be demoralized after losing in nine overtimes to Illinois. Yeah, I, there's not a whole lot I'm going to talk about here. C.J. Stroud's going to have another Heisman caliber game. I mean, there was a time in that Illinois game where I wasn't sure it would be over before the Ohio State game kicked off yeah. for Penn State. Yeah. I, mean, I thought yeah. they would just keep playing because nobody really wanted to score. 20 overtimes, just keep going, you know Just what I mean? keep going. Hey, that's the longest FBS game to this point in history, so well done. But, yeah, for me, it's Ohio State. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this game is so interesting to me. SEC West matchup, Ooh, yeah. Ole Miss-Auburn. To me, this is like if if you're if you're Auburn, okay, and you would have told me their record. What are they six and two at this point? Five, five and, two. and two. They had they had a they had a bye week this week. That's right. If you told me they would be five and two at this point, I would say that's fantastic. Especially having already played Georgia, they are having a great season. Bo Nix is finally showing a little bit more consistency. They're running up against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a point favorite 
on the road because they're playing in the Plains. Mm-hmm. I want the upset. Listen, I've been high on Auburn. I want to pick Auburn, and I'm going to do it. I think Auburn, Auburn beat Arkansas. They beat the fool out of them. Yeah. Arkansas almost beat Ole Miss. I know that's dangerous to do. Auburn at home in the Plains is a tough place to play. Ole Miss is a great football team with it. Man, this is a tough pick. I got to go Auburn. Give me the Tigers. I hate picking this, man. He, this is a tough freaking he, pick. He messes me up every time. Bo Nix, if you lose this game and I pick you, I'm going to come to Auburn. I'm going to duct tape you to them dadgum trees <laughs> and then toilet paper you. We I'm, won't actually do that, Bo we, Nix. We will, not, we will not do that. I'm picking Auburn, though, for the sole fact that all, neither one of them is great, but Old Miss's defense is god-awful. It's really bad. One of the worst. And and besides Bo Nix, Auburn's got a man by the name of Mr. Tank Bigsby back there running the ball. He does. Plus he can, he two other that, guys who are dead real, phenomenal, man. too. Holy cow. So, I like Matt Corral over Bo Nix, but I like Auburn's running backs over Ole Miss – Give me Auburn. I got it. I'm going to take the over here. It's one point Auburn. I, I'll take the over. Sure. Give Wait, them. Auburn's the favorite? Auburn's a one point favorite. Oh, okay. I said Ole Miss was the favorite. Okay. Well, that doesn't change anything for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, they might Two cover. Points, maybe. They might <laughs> cover. It might be one of those 31 30 games. Could be. But yeah, I'm with you. I just. I never thought in a million years I would make that pick, especially after the first two or three weeks of football. Yeah. But for me, it's got to it's got to be Auburn. Man, I mean, if Auburn would have beat Penn State, bro. Man, if Ole Miss's if, defense was better, my gosh. That is a very good, very good point there. Let's go here, Big Twelve matchup here. A bit, a really big one. Yep, and Hook, very interesting game. Hook'em Horns rolls in. To, I mean, they're they're both in Texas, but anyway, rolls into six, number sixteen Baylor. They're six and one. Baylor playing for some Big Twelve stuff here. It's gonna be big on them. Uh, as of right now, Baylor is a three-point favorite at home. Who are you taking? Listen, I've been very high on Texas and Casey Thompson all season, but as you you put so much on paper that eventually you've got to start paying attention to it. Yeah. And although Texas has played very well, I mean, I hate they lost Red River like they did. They had that game won. Yep. Uh, and then they beat Oklahoma State. You know, which was a big win. Yeah. And they're coming off of a bye week, which I think is very dangerous for Baylor. I believe they're coming off a bye week. I don't think Texas played this week. For me, though, I'm high on Baylor, man. I, it's been impressive what they've done. Did I say something wrong there or did I get it right? No, you're right. They, okay, good deal. I thought they came off a bye. I, I think I got to go Baylor. You know, that that's that's these are some tough picks, man. They are. These they are, are some very tough picks, and, and I believe they're probably all going to be on our pick board, so we better strap in. Yeah. Baylor out of minus three, I don't think they cover. This feels like a last-second field goal win for me. Uh, Texas's defense is just not very good. Yeah. Uh, what's Baylor giving up uh, rushing-wise? Rushing-wise, 134 yards a game. See, that's pretty good. You got yeah. B. John Robinson coming in there, and you're only giving up 134 a game. Yeah. That's not great, but that's pretty good. If they can keep B. John somewhere around 100 yards, 70 to 100, I think they secure the win, but I'll, I'll take the under on minus three. Yeah, I mean, right here, both offenses pretty much getting the same amount of yards per game. Texas has given up over 100 – or not over 100 yards – about 100 yards a game more than Their defense Baylor. is not good. Their defense is Swiss That's cheese. the reason Oklahoma was able it's, to do yeah, what they did. It's awful. The only thing that bothers me about this game is, like you said, B. John Robinson, probably one of the best running backs in the country. Is, oh, he's, is, a, top, he's yeah. a top two back. I mean, he's there, but, man, I, 
give me Baylor. They they got a home field advantage, three points. I, I'll take even. I'll take I'll take the points. Three point three point win. I can dig it. I dig it. Yeah, and and honestly, that could be a clear upset pick if you wanted to go there. Oh yeah, low confidence for sure. But I mean, Texas is a great football team. They just beat an undefeated Oklahoma State. Guess what? Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to play that game, it's there to be played. And if if the upset happened, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, I know that the that the uh, the higher up college football analysts are not allowed to say this, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party takes place this Yeehaw. weekend. Both teams coming off of a bye. Number one, Georgia versus Florida. Florida's still unranked, right? Florida's still unranked, four and four three. Four and three. Uh, Georgia opens up as a 14-point favorite. This is a neutral site game. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville will be ready. It will be. And I think it's dogs. It's yeah. all dogs. I know this is a rivalry game. That can scare you a little bit. I get that. But let's be honest. Right now, there's very few teams Georgia is going to play where you would even think about picking the upset. I mean, upsets happen. We've seen them. Uh, I mentioned it. Florida's a rivalry game. It's happened before. But at this point, Georgia has given me no reason to be scared of Florida, who honestly is not playing very good football. Whether it's Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, it won't matter to me. Georgia wins and Georgia covers. 14, I would take the over. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest storyline for Georgia here, and it's not really going to matter who's healthy, who's coming back on offense – Georgia's had a bye week to recover. And I don't care what quarterback plays for us at this yeah. point. Kirby, oh, that's something to talk about. Kirby did mention a two quarterback system. I don't. I'm not calling Kirby Smart a liar, but I don't think that's true. No, Kirby no way. Smart. It's just like the the Arkansas game. We we read that statement. Kirby told Stetson Bennett Monday morning, "You're the starter. Yeah. Get ready for oh, Arkansas." Yeah. Oh, he's a game time decision. No, nah. Stet was going to start that game the whole time. They know who the starter is. Oh, yeah. They know who's going to play. I think the two-quarterback statement is all for Alabama. Probably. We've literally seen Alabama beat us twice with bringing in a quarterback Georgia wasn't ready for. Yeah. I think that's what that's for. If we, Let's be honest. What it looks like, Georgia's on a head-on crash course collision for Alabama and Atlanta come December. Yeah. And if Alabama has to think about Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels, even better. Yeah. Georgia will be the favorite in that game. Yeah. It won't matter. Georgia's got to get that monkey off their back. And like I said, from everything I've seen, Alabama owns Georgia and Atlanta. So I think that statement's there. But it doesn't matter who plays against Florida. You might yeah. even throw Carson back in there. Georgia gets the win. Yeah. I mean, much more in the quarterbacks, though. I mean, JT, I believe, is 100% healthy enough to play this game. Whether he will or not, that's another question. But I agree. The, the big rumor the big rumor has gone around George Pickens could come back from Florida. I don't know if we'll see him or not. Could I would you say, imagine if the number one shows up? Bro? Yeah. Probably probably won't see him, but I was gonna the, say the, I would go no. The rumors him. There's a couple. There's a stable wide receivers that most likely be healthy for Florida. So Georgia's offense is probably gonna pick up here. The biggest thing, Florida. Emory Jones leads the team in passing and rushing and interceptions and interceptions. 10, 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Georgia, Not a good ratio there. That that running quarterback runs into the teeth of this Georgia's defense. I don't think Florida's got much of a shot. It's a robber game. You never know what's gonna happen. But man, give me Georgia in the over. Give me Georgia and the over. Man, you know you're not worried whenever Kendall Milton hurts his MCL, and you really don't. You're like, okay. Well, when you have like seven running backs. I was going to say, we got three others. Kinda... I mean, I think Kendall Milton will end up being an incredible running back for the oh, University 100%. of Georgia moving forward. But as of right now, I don't think that matters. All right, where we expect game day to go. Yeah. So, we'll call it the Bash Brothers game of the week because that's all we can really do at this point. Very true. Number six, Michigan. Is it number eight, Michigan State? Number six, Michigan. Number eight, Michigan number State. Number eight, Michigan State. Seven O's across the board. Seven and O's across the board, both undefeated. Michigan State is the home team at a uh, – Michigan is the favorite, though, minus four. Who are you minus taking? Minus four, man. 
This is tough. Both teams, first of all, have been playing incredible, right? I mean, they're both undefeated in the Big Ten. Granted, well, I think Michigan State's played better than Michigan yeah, has yeah, on I'd paper. Agree. I'd agree. I got it, man. I got to go with Sparty. I got to go Mel with Mel Tucker and Sparty. Upset. I mean, but I mean, here here's the thing: Cade McNamara has not been playing very consistently. Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. 1,700 yards, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. It's the running back, Kenneth. And, and yeah, Kenneth Walker. Is that's, that's the man, yeah. boy. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I got to go Michigan State for that reason. The big thing to look out here for is defense, though. Michigan's only allowed 299 yards a game this season. Michigan State, 406. How's that going to play into Michigan's lack of, lack of offense? But I, I'm going Michigan State at home. It was bound to happen. I think we're going to split on this one. I, I, well, you mentioned it. Kenneth Walker, dominant. I think Michigan's defense wins them the football game. Yeah. I don't think they cover the minus four. I think this is a one-two point game, so give me the under, whatever the line ends up being. But I will take Michigan. I believe Michigan, there's something about them this year. Do I think they run the table and beat Ohio State and all that? No, not at all. Uh, but I think they get Michigan State. Michigan State is a great football team. You just ran through the stats. I, I think they got a top five running back. That man should be Dark Horse Heisman. There ain't no doubt about it. But I think Cade McNamara, they do enough to get the win. They've done enough for seven games. I think they do enough, and they move on to 8-0, and and they give Sparty their loss. And, well, I can't say that. I was going to say they knock them out of the playoffs. But if Michigan State runs the table and wins the Big Ten, yeah. they're in, so. It's gonna be interesting. So yeah, that's we there got, you we go. got a good football it. coming up. It really, dude. Those are, I mean, those are some tough picks. Yeah, they are. I mean, all that Ole Miss Auburn and Baylor UT. Yeah, boy, if you're betting, that's the reason you don't put a lot of money on college football. Oh, I, I would agree. say no money on college football this week. Uh, but uh, it'll be a good slate. It'll be fun yeah, to watch. It will be. And we'll uh, we'll know where the Braves stand. Yeah, you know, coming up next Sunday, we'll we'll have what played three games. Well, I'm assuming so they play Tuesday. I'm assuming Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a break, and then, then Friday, to, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I think that's right. Dang, yeah. so we, dude, we literally could win a World Series before we play, before we talk next time. We could, yeah, that's possible. You'd have to sweep. It's gonna be tough. Astros are not the the best team oh, they no, could have no, played, no. but I, you got to me, to me. We'll get a little baseball here. You got to take one in Houston of the opening. Oh, two. you hundred percent do. You no got about to. that because the Braves haven't lost a postseason game in Atlanta. No. Now, not yet. You don't want to go back to Atlanta down 2-0, though. Exactly. Because you don't, chances are you'll slip up one game in Atlanta, true. then you got to go back to Houston for two But games. the opportunity to win a World Series in Atlanta oh, yeah. in, on truest, in truest part. Yeah. Come on now. It's phenomenal. They yeah. better have Bobby Cox a seat somewhere, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. They better get that man a box. Whew. But anyways, all right, Jordan, where can the people find you? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Harris underscore six. Uh, yeah, I'm going grocery shopping after this, so. Yeah, we got to go to Sam's, too. You can find me at Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. It'll be at Connor underscore Chandler or at Connor Mason Chandler, whichever one you want to search for there. You can find us on Twitter at B Brothers Pod. That's B Brothers P-O-D. Uh, we're pretty active on Twitter. Twitter's been jumping, as always. And you can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, your grandmother actually upgraded. Oh she got gosh, a C. Go no, she went to a yard sale and got a CD player. You're approaching an hour here. You and don't have she, that much time. And she took our podcast, put it on a CD so that you could listen to it. 
and she's got a nice pair of headphones. It's the kind that, like, tuck behind the ear, but the full band. It's very impressive. You should ask her about it. All right, man. Enjoy football. Enjoy some World Series. NBA has started back. Clippers are 0-2, but I think we're going to figure it out. So are the Lakers, so I don't really care. All right. As always, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.